what's going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Picky one is that? Will be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark-Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's Sad Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You're dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you wrong. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, in normal fashion, we're going to start off with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture we're coming out of is Psalms 145 and 3, and it says, Great is the Lord and the most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. God surprises me every day, and he probably surprises you too on how great he is when we need him, how great he is when we don't even know we need him how he always shows up for you, how he always makes sure that he that he can make a way of escape or be able to make a way out of nothing, how he always could not be put in a box because the same God yesterday is still the same God of today, but he does more for you every day in your walk with Christ. And it's so amazing. God is just great. And sometimes you just got to thank God for being that great, per, the great God that he is in your life. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for being great. We thank you for always being there for us. We thank you for never giving up on us or forsaking us, even when we have given up and been forsaken by others. God, we just ask you to be able to let us be able to reach new people today, God, new audiences, new um, demographics, new areas, new airwaves. God, let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and even touch somebody with the hardest heart so they can say, what can I do to be saved? God, we ask you to bless everybody under the sound of my voice to be able to reestablish or to establish that strong connection with you, God, to be able to have that, that, that talking point that you and them need to have so that they can have a comfortable relationship with you, God, where they could be able to talk to you about anything and be able to know where their strength comes from. God, we just thank you, God. Enlarge the territory of your kingdom, God. Let the body of Christ be able to come together and to be able to come as brothers and sisters without competition, without any tear down, that we could be able to come together and for the benefit of the good of your word, your gospel, so we could be able to tell somebody that don't know about you, about there's a man that could bring great hope and his name is Jesus. And God, we just ask that we could be able to just get mission minded and be able to come together and put all of our pettiness aside. We're nobody that even though we all know that nobody's perfect, but let's be able to come in and be a strong forefront, unified together to be able to help other people know about you, God, which you already mandated us to do. So, God, we just thank you. We glorify you. Let let your word be said tonight, whatever the word is, let you enter the room. And God, we just thank you for 
being the alpha, the omega, being the rose of Sharon, being the God that never, never leaves us. So, God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jan. Like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jalon on all social media platforms. Uh, you can see if you're watching us, you can see it on, on the handle Anointed Jalon, J-A-Y-L-O-N. And um, you can follow all my music. Jesus, you make me happy. Renew my praise. My team reps, Jesus, uh, slip away, wake up, bless. And my new single, Spirit Flows Through Me. You can check that out on all digital streaming platforms. And make sure, if you didn't know, my book is coming out. Actually, it's coming out in a few weeks. So check it out. Keep your eyes out for it. It's something that I wrote in the pandemic that I thought was very important for us as a collective to know about how to heal your body naturally without having to take all kinds of different things that's not good for your body, but something natural that you can eat or, or drink or put into a tea. That's why check out Creole Tea Remedies on um, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all that stuff. It's going to come out soon. Definitely check it out. Um, with that, make sure you share, like, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you share, like, subscribe, follow us at LV Anointed Radio, or go to our website, anointedradionetwork.com. But if you just want to find all the information, download the Anointed Radio app for 24-hour gospel Christian hip-hop and CCM. And you'll be able to find everything. Anointed Radio app. Sponsored by Anointed Radio. With that, <laughs> um, let's go ahead and bring up my lovely host. We have the talented Brittany Marley. We have the lovely Simi So Real. Go ahead and tell everybody where you can be found. What's up, everybody? You can find me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley. And normally I shout out Testimony Tuesday, which I can still shout them out. But just to let you guys know, I just shot my final episode, not for the season, forever. <laughs> Yesterday, um, God is doing a new thing. So we're moving on from that. But you can catch that final episode next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time at Testimony Tuesday with BrittanyKelly.blogspot.com. Oh, and I'm your girl, Simi So Real, and you can find me on Facebook, Tick Through the Talk, and Instagram at Simi So Real, S O R E A L. Amen. Make sure you go and follow the team. Some of our team is not here today, but um, just to throw some honorable mentions out there, we have Prophetess Tish. She's having she's having a conference June 2nd to 4th in Atlanta, Georgia, Prisoner of the Mind. Uh, Prisoner of War in the Mine um, conference. It's a, a book release. It's um, There's some authors going, going to have vendor booths. It's going to be a great thing. Marketplace Ministry. Um, they got Jokia coming out to sing. Um, I'll be performing and a lot of other people coming across um, Atlanta, Georgia, June 2nd at the Marriott Atlanta, I believe. But yeah, definitely check that out or follow her at Feverly Creations on social media. And she'd be in those clubhouse streets all the time. I, I can't, I try, but she'd be there. <laughs> I try though, but she be there. So check her out, Feverly Creations. Another person is everybody's favorite country, Dr. Marvinetta Clay um, here in Las Vegas. Um, check her out. She is not here today because... It's it's the first week of the month, which means she's teaching Bible study. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. She has to be a pastor. She, you know, her pastor duties have to come up. So on Wednesday, she's at God's house teaching Bible study. So definitely check out Dr. Marvinetta Clay and her new music that's uh, coming out as well. Um, and Jay Spates, Out of Bound Reach, has uh, his ministry where he did um, ministers versus musician basketball charity game for breast cancer awareness and um we work in something out where we could do a, a dimension flag football game for um awareness for dementia so definitely keep your ears to the ground las vegas got a lot of great things coming up but with that we have a great guest you guys might have seen him on snowfall you might have known, seen. <laughs> uh, you might have, you might have wa uh, watched him. You know, 
in many places, performing, singing, ministry. But we have Mr. or hosting, because actually when I first met him, he was hosting in Jacksonville, Duval County. All right. Y'all act like y'all never go out nowhere. Y'all act like I'm the only one to be trying to talk to <laughs> you. be in the streets. You're right. <laughs> I'd be outside. I ain't going to lie to you. Everybody, welcome Mr. Maurice Griffin, everybody. What's Yay! up? What's up, y'all? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? So, really? Get out of here. I had to add Snowfall because I have a question on that, but that, we could wait for that later. So, um, <laughs> so where can everybody find you at? On YouTube, on Instagram, all over social media platforms. You can catch me there. I'm everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on Clubhouse, too. It's a mess. Yeah, it's bad. But, um, yeah, power to the Clubhousers. Anywho, um, you can catch me everywhere. Just type my name in, Maurice Griffin. You can Google me. I think I'm on Google, too. You're Googleable. I'm Googleable. How about that? Oh, snap. <laughs> so... With that, let's go. Let's go into the interview. I want to ask this question. I, I so first of all, wait, wait, wait. Hey, everybody, all my world changers, I love you so much. Everybody that's watching the show, it's going to be an incredible time. Stay tuned, share, like, and subscribe right now. Send somebody this link and let them know that we are on live. Boom. All right. Amen. All right. Amen. Did you write that down, Pastor Jay? We need to say that every time. <laughs> Amen. So that long pause. <laughs> <laughs> so um my first question would be this, just introducing you to some and uh reintroducing you to others, is where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Oh, that's freeze. Yep, you, you you froze, but it was like perfect because you was you were smiling. His mouth was like a like million dollar smile. It was like standby, and then it was like a million dollar smile. Yeah. Yep. We just having problems. I'm blurry, so it is what it is. <laughs> and my and my camera can't decide if we want to be. Should we go mystery or should we lighten up? It's just you know. It's just, it's just, Here we go. Here we go. Hey, amen. You know what? Dear have Father God bless this interview. <laughs> all technical difficulties Angie, out of it because we got filters being applied to our cameras. We've got things moving. Like I'm not understanding what's happening, Lord. Um, but it's gonna be a great show today because it's amen. going in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As soon as you brought me in, my camera, I was like, oh, it was not like this backstage. And I didn't want to say anything. I was like, I sure need to get those new pair of glasses. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm lying to you. I thought it was me. I wear glasses. I was, I was just like, like, I was like, I know the stigmatism is real. Girl, I'm blurry tonight. I hope we can see me. Oh, again. my goodness. But back in the day, um, before TV had all these new channels, they would have an emergency broadcast system. You mm -hmm. know, when they had technology dif difficulties, they need to just bring back that announcement. This is brought to you from the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> and he's back. And he's back. I'm on my laptop now. I'm Amen. Obedient. Exactly. <laughs> that camera devil just acted up. It, oh the, the, the camera was like, "Nah, I'm done." It, it literally stopped in mid question. Like, "Nah, I don't think I want to answer that." My cell phone was like on no percent, so it's like, you know what? I'm giving up. <laughs> he gave up the ghost. Energy. He gave up the ghost. It is like, all right, it's finished. Right. So, so back to the question. So the yeah. question I asked was to introduce you to some and reintroduce you to others is where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Um, I was born in Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. I was raised in Chicago and uh, I moved around a lot, but currently I live in Los Angeles right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I always ask everybody this. So we'll see what side you, what was your first ministry in church? <laughs> My first ministry in church 
was Sunday school. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. And listen to the Sunday school lesson. That was my first ministry. <laughs> it wasn't the Sunshine Band? <laughs> right. Pastor Jay thought you were going to say the choir. I swear, I was like counting off, like, okay, now we could talk about trauma, about grandmama snatching you and putting you up there and say, sing, and you sitting there crying, halfway crying. You the whole story planned out. My <laughs> first ministry, for real, for real, was being a fake choir director on the front row. And then they liked, they saw that I had this enthusiasm about directing the choir so much that I stood next to the youth choir director and she was like eight feet tall. So I'm looking like, girl, I can't see your arms. <laughs> and I'm like this T-Rex at the bottom. And she like, wow, wow. And so I'm like, oh, but she's amazed. So that was my first opportunity was to direct with the choir director, uh, with the youth choir at my church. That was my first ministry. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. So what made you really want to pursue singing? Um, I went to kindergarten and we had show and tell. And um, they were trying to tell us, okay, you got to bring something on Friday and tell us, what do you want? Tell us, show us something that will be um, helpful to what you want to use when you grow up. This is going to be something you have to think about. What do you want to be when you grow up? What are you going to use when you grow up? So I had to think about that. So I was watching Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my goodness. And uh, I was doing all my good stuff, my good, my good eyeballing, watching and listening. And I was like, I want to be like him. I like him. The energy, the uh enthusiasm, and the love he had for the music he did was infatuating. So I took that from him and then um uh, Whitney Houston, her big voice, she just captivates the whole audience, just her voice alone. Uh, I took that from her and uh, Daryl Coley, his acrobat. So you bring them all together, you get me. And so um, that week, I watched all these people perform. Daryl listened on the radio. And I was like, I want to be like all these people. What did they have in common? A microphone. So I got me a microphone and um, a little karaoke machine. I started singing the ABCs uh, <laughs> in kindergarten. So that was my show and tell. And that's what I, that's what I figured out I wanted to sing. Okay. So while being that you, you knew what you wanted to sing, what made you step out on faith to really get in the industry? I think I was, uh, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's a mixture of a lot, you know, the family supporting, then from the family, the people at the church supporting, then from there, my mom saying, hey, we need to get them in voice lessons. So I was still undecisive all this time. What I really wanted to do, I really wanted to run track. And um, I wanted to be like Maurice Green, because that's my daddy if I was a runner, you know. Maurice, where you at? Dad, I need to check. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I uh, I really wanted to run, but I don't know. It's kind of like it, I just molded into it. And every time I watch television, they would talk to, um, you know, um, artists and stars, movie stars. They would say, you know, what's one thing you want to leave with the people that want to be like you, want to do what you're doing? They just say, never give up, never give up, never give up. So that's been my gas, my ammunition to keep going, to never give up, no matter how hard I try or I think I'm trying. Um, just never give up. Keep moving. Eventually, you're going to get where you're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, how hard has it been? For me? Um, how fun or how far? How You said hard, no matter how hard. I said how hard. Oh. How hard has okay. it been? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, it's been, um, it's been an amazing journey. You know what? When I think of the glory mm-hmm. of God, I think of the story that we that we tell, that we share, that we show in this world. How we create this perception of ourselves to people that we do and do not know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that it all starts with us. If we feel like we can still move on and still, you know, move forward, then you can still endure. It's going to get harder, but at the end of the day, it gets easier 
the resistance does because you're acclimated to it. So, you know, I think that um, because I love doing what I do, Mm -hmm. I take the blows in respect because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to win. So, okay. All right. And uh, with your singing, um, when was the first moment that you can remember singing and really touching the people or really see that when you were singing, you were really ministering to the people? Um, when I was a little boy, my very first song, why should I feel discouraged? And, um, I always saw my, my, my church was Kojic, first of all. So they shouted all over the place. They would say, Jesus. What is you going for? Got a mental problem. What's going on here? And so, um, I just, I never thought that that could happen to me when I sung, you know, people would act on that. I didn't know what my response would be from the people. So at age five or six, whenever I did my first solo in the church, um, it was like a subtle quietness. It was, mm-hmm. just, it was very quiet. And then like three minutes later, people start breaking out in shouts and crying and carrying on. And I was like, oh, wow. Like people actually do receive what God has given me. And so from that point on, that's when I started to, you know, take it more serious. So, so let's talk about Sunday's best. Yeah. Yes. That, that was for you. Do you feel like that was the moment where you said, okay, this is taking me to the next step? Or is this just um, something that you would say that confirmed that you were doing what you were supposed to do anyway? It was confirmation from God that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Uh, Just, Two weeks before I even had the opportunity to do that, I got off the street. I was homeless and I was living on the streets because I was running away from my family, you know, being a a, a prodigal son, wanting to do things my way. And and I told God, I said, God, if you give me a second chance, I'll serve you to the day I die. Two weeks before that opportunity, he pulled me off the street. Before then, I was on the street for six months. Mm. So I prayed to God and I said, God, open up the window. Open up the way. What more can you do? You've already brung me out the, out the streets. I need your help. And um, I, I kid you not, when I got off the street, I came back home to my family. Not a week later, I got a call from a church. Now, mind you, I've been homeless for six months on the street. Mm-hmm. And so I get a call from a church within a week of me being out off the street, asking me to be the worship leader for their church, gave me a free rent apartment. You can't tell me what God can do. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what God can do. And uh, gave me a, um, uh, um, a car, everything that I needed. The, the whole place was furbished by the church. They were a real seed to me. All they wanted me to do was worship. So even in that, then the opportunity was Sunday best. And I was like, God, I've already... I'm just getting into good grace with my family. Uh, and the auditions were on Saturday and Sunday, right? I know I'm talking a lot, but I got to share it because it's a part of the story. Perfect. And, um, you know, when I got to the audition, uh, my mom and dad, they never miss Sunday. They never, never. So they didn't come Saturday for audition, but they came to the Sunday and audition and, and scared my, my wits. And I was like, oh, my God, my mom's coaching. She never missed church. She's not going to hell. She better not go to hell because she missed it for my audition. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here just in a frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom came in there and had service. She turned the waiting room, the holding room, into a church service. We were singing. She was ministering. And uh, the 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 um, producers was like, what's going on? And we just having service and it was just amazing. So it was an honor for me to actually make it on the show. So, mm-hmm. so yes, it was, a, it was a sign from God saying, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. So after the post Sunday's best, because a lot of people see Sunday's best and like, all right, you made. What was the next thing that you feel like you had to overcome? Now that you've done Sunday's best, people now know your name, and 
um, what was one thing that you had to work work with um, and deal with after that? Well, I, one thing I had to realize was the industry is a fast-paced industry. And um, that's what I took away from the, from the show, Sunday Best. Everything was so fast, but mm-hmm. so long. Everything took a long time, but it was still so fast. And um, you can blink your eye, you can miss an opportunity. Um, but I think what I took, oh, um, what happened was me trying to figure out should, how to control this measure of, of success. And I realized I couldn't control it. It was uncontrollable. You, you just didn't know what people were thinking or saying. Or, but I did know there was an influx in opportunities. Um, bad sharks. Mm-hmm. There were no good sharks. A lot of bad sharks, a lot of hit and miss opportunities just because of uh, experiences being thrown into an experience, into an industry, not having man- management, proper management. And um, and all I could say was I was excited for the opportunity, the journey, but I wasn't ready for the attack. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Wow. Go ahead, Simi. You know, I mean... I don't want him to have to elaborate on some of those things. Um, I heard what you said when you just said that. What is something that you wish you knew going into um, that next chapter after you had achieved the level of success on Sunday's Best? What is something that you wish you knew if someone was out there and they were getting ready to make a decision um, in the industry? They have music behind them, but maybe not a lot of experience. What is something, some wisdom that you could give them or tell them they they might want to look out for or be prepared for? Um, I would say be prepared for people to get over on you. Um, Be prepared for people to be your friend that never wanted to be your friend. Be prepared for people to... um, wish to join your bandwagon mm. but not really wish to be on your bandwagon you just want to get the benefits of it um there's a lot of so it's you and and it can be part of their team, but make sure they're supporting you make sure they believe in you make sure you have a team that supports you 100 percent because and 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 you'll be lucky if you have. When I was having a little bit of technical difficulty, yeah, I need to rebuke this in Jesus' name. What is happening? It's okay. Because it might and it might be um, a kind of across the board because. I received something in my technology to say they saying some towers were down. So it could be some things that are across the board. Mm-hmm. We do it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But what I like was is that what he was saying is that have a care team. For people who yeah, he wants us to he he's saying that he would like for us to have if you're going to the next chapter, you've had a level of success and you're getting ready to be thrown in the industry have a good support team because there are people that will jump on a bandwagon that don't necessarily have your best heart. They're not really, they don't have a right heart for what you're doing. They have a hidden agenda, it sounds like. Yeah, just want to reap the benefits. Yeah, they want to reap the benefits of some of the work they've done, but they're not there to support you or be on mm-hmm. the team or mm-hmm. to, to learn with you and from you, but they're there to ride a wave. Mm-hmm. Always going to have those people. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that even the Bible says that you have to have a wise counsel around you. And yeah. that goes in every facet of life. Um, friends, um, dealing with work, dealing with everything to kind of center you as a whole. Because a lot of times when it comes down to support, you don't need a yes person. You need somebody to be able to keep you leveled and balanced so that you could be the best that representation of you know who you are and what you stand for and not devalue your your actual values and one thing i would say to um, mr maurice is did someone ever feel like 
um, people try to t- have you lower your lower <laughs> your. Um... Yes, we can see you. <laughs> we yeah. can't hear you though. <laughs> you on mute though. <laughs> Hola. Uh, amen. <laughs> so the thing, Jesus knows. Let's let's do this. Let's. Oh, it went on mute again. I was just. Oh, oh, I thought. Okay. There it go. Okay. So. Okay. (laughs) People don't know what you laughing about and saying, okay, tell them. (laughs) So we're, we're laughing at. This, this technical difficulties. We're, we're laughing at the technical difficulties in a little private chat. We put unmute and he mute, then he mute and we unmute. We have some things going on, some right. delays. Right. <laughs> so, so the thing I was saying was, do you feel like people were trying to lower your standards and your in your in your morals as soon as you got into this business? I know I think certain people based on their teachings and training in ministry and in and the music industry they pretty much know or don't know and those that do know um they took advantage basically um <clears throat> and then those that don't know they did take advantage as well and and in the absence of knowing they said things that weren't really true which kind of made me feel more in a cocoon. I was always raised like a in in a cave in my 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 thought pattern. I was very protected growing up and so it would make me go back into my protection mode, hide, you know, be hidden from people, not go out, different things like that just because I wasn't ready for the he say she say stuff and then I'm out in the open, can't be around nobody, you know, all of that stuff. It's some some of that stuff is a myth, but if you know who you are, you don't have to go through that. That's why it's good to have a support team to make you feel comfortable to know that you can be you and have those people around you to protect you when you're going out. But when money is funny, change is strange. There's no instance of support, nowhere. You're just out there working it out, trying to figure it out on your own. And that's what I did without a mentor. Mm-hmm. So it's in our best interest uh, for people that are listening and, and people that are endeavoring to go to the next level in the industry and, uh, you know, gospel music to have um, good management, to have a mentor, to have a sound support system. You need those things, you know. Yeah. Even the should Lord they intervene with fight. each other or should they be mm-hmm. separate entities? You're talking about the support team and the management. I think it goes mentorship, to- management, and support team. Should that be an entity of oh no different or intertwined? Oh, different people. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it all in one basket. Mm-mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so, go ahead, Miss Brittany. I was just wanting to get into the song God God of Miracles. If that's all right, can we jump into Let's that? Let's get to it. <laughs> Before we get to the details of it, I know you kind of mentioned, or not kind of, you did mention the miracle of God moving you off of the street. But my question was, um, or is, what other miracles have you experienced too? Because I know the song is not just a song, you know, just didn't come out of thin air. We all know that God is the God of miracles, but why is he the God of miracles to you? I wrote that song on my deathbed in 2019. I was dying. I died three times in the hospital in Houston, Texas. I had an enlarged liver condition. And uh, at age 33, there I was. After falling on my face in the bathroom before going to Stella Awards, I was um, admitted to the hospital. And um, I was like, how ironic. I'm 33. I'm in the hospital. It's like my life is just starting to boom, 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 boom. Um, they told me that I felt like I was dehydrated, but my hands were very, very, very cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, I was dizzy and a lot. I just thought I was dehydrated because I was really wasn't taking care of myself. I was just running, 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 running and not taking care of my health. Mm-hmm. Your health is your wealth. And when I had to, I realized that being in the hospital. But anyway, um, I coded three times. I lost the, 
my feeling in, in my legs. Uh, I couldn't walk. Um, I was barely able to use the restroom on my own. Um, it was really, really, really bad. And um, they took a, a gallon and a half of water out of my lungs. Mm -hmm. And I was tired. They, I was there for three months. They were taking blood night and day. They had to give me three blood transfusions. I've never been through anything of that matter, magnitude ever in my life. And so I had to write about this. I write about this. I, I write about my life in my music. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be transparent in a way where people, not just me, can also understand that God is your God of miracles. And so I started to talk about the attributes of God. Who is this God to us? Mm -hmm. What does he do? You know, um, how can we manifest? That's my chicken. Yes, sir. Can you go ahead? God bless you. He's taking care of my chicken. Hallelujah. Just take it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it back in in 20 minutes. You just let it sit out. Praise God. <laughs> Mother chicken on uh, Mr. Maurice Griffin. <laughs> what did you have a <laughs> but listen, so get back to my story. Um, the doctors didn't understand. Nobody really understood what was going on. On top of that, the discourse, uh, uh, the dissatisfaction between me and my family. Listen. Financially, that they had to endure just press cancel in the um in the in the in because they were in Chicago they were in Chicago they flew to Houston that's where I was for three months and uh, it brung our family back together the more I wrote about this song the more I felt powerful to come out of what I was going through and after I died the third time I said Okay, I'm gonna stop you right here because I can't, I can't, I want to hear this. And can you? We having technical difficulties again. I'm on my laptop. <laughs> I, I want to hear it. I want the people to be able to hear it, and it's just tower. not. It's a tower situation. I'm telling you, it's a tower situation. And and you're frozen. Um, okay. And he was saying that he was saying that his parents flew in. Uh, yeah, I got that. And I didn't get to it hear them closer that. together, but and it brought them closer together. And I think she's he's getting to the part where she's pushing him to finish writing the song. So Pastor Jay. I gotta say this. So yes. somebody gonna get delivered from this interview because we ain't never, never had, had, this many many had this problem before. Never. Man. So Never. let me get the frozen Maurice off and let me get the live Maurice but that came back on his phone. I'm going to tell you this, Maurice, right now. All right? Want the story to be heard. Somebody gonna no, because we didn't had people on Getro Metros do <laughs> the interview and be fine. And you'd have been on laptop, phone, satellite. Right. Yes. <laughs> Radio. Off of my my uh, Wi-Fi now. I'm using my phone. Thanks. Thanks be to God for T-Mobile. We praise God for them. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm using T-Mobile. So now y'all don't mess me up. I've been with y'all too long. All right, I'm back. Mm -hmm. All right. So you said going back. Re recap. Uh, what did you guys capture? So what so, was so right? right before you said it brought your family closer together. Yes. That's when it started. So basically, of course, like I said, I died. My mom came and she prayed. My dad came and they were praying for me the third time I coded, which I basically died. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom was praying, praying, praying and shaking me. I woke up. I felt like, you know, I was just taking a nap. She was like, son, you died. They took a picture of me and everything to show proof. And um, it scared me. And I said, wow, I don't never want to make my mom cry. Not like this. You know, and I felt like I was letting them down. That's been a thing. I don't know if it's a thing with kids and parents, but you want to make sure that you make your family proud. You know, you don't want to let them down. That's my desire. And when I saw my mom cry, I felt like I was letting her down because I was giving up. I was tired. Mm -hmm. And um, 
to see her cry. It was a tear of power and love all at the same time. It made me remember that, you know, you know, God is in control. He's allowing this to happen. So if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, God bring me out. And my mom said, you're scaring me. You're scaring me. So she runs out. And this is when I realized I need to do something about this. I'm not strong enough. My parents are not becoming strong enough. God, what do I need to do? And I began to write this song. You're brighter than the stars. You're wider than the galaxy. Upon the face of the earth, glory to God, you shine your majesty, hallelujah. I was writing the song, I didn't sing it, but you're the God of miracles. As I began to write the song more and more, I began to become more stronger, more and more, because my faith mm-hmm. was true to the purpose. I was in a good posture of receiving God's blessing because I wasn't thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about my bills. I wasn't thinking about the issues with my mom and my dad that we had. We mended those things in that hospital. We jailed. We became what God wanted us to be. The purpose was fulfilled. And because of that, God of miracles was produced. Amen. Wow. That's beautiful. You can cry right now, but God is good. Now he's Amen. good. He's we can't good. hear you Pastor um, Pastor I, I was speaking in tongues. Amen. So Amen. um the power behind <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so the um are you a pastor? Okay. <laughs> Let me see your credentials now. You know what? You know what? Making it turns oh. on mute, huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> you have a you have a question, <laughs> So seriousness. So it's great to always know that you have a background behind the song because it's more some people don't know what those songs were like a lot of times when people ask about songs they just think like oh it just sounded good but there's a lot of stories behind music that makes it a deeper meaning so now that you've been able to tell your story on on that do you feel like a lot of people are understanding more where you're coming from are they are they receiving where what you meant for that song or do you feel like they kind of receive their own perception of it Uh, When I sing this song, I get very nervous because it's very vulnerable for me to talk about this situation. Mm -hmm. But God said, um, you know, um, confess, um, confess your sins and and he will save you. He will deliver you. Um, There's something in the Bible where it talks about how you should be okay to talk about your testimony. I'm trying to say the word, uh, the scripture right, but I'm not going to say it right. But it talks about you speaking on your testimony because how can you bring somebody else out if they don't know you may have gone through something similar? And Mm -hmm. I think this is that similarity connection with other people. And a lot of people come to me talking about, oh, I went through this or I went through the same thing or I know what you're talking about when you say cold or so-and-so was in the hospital. My parent died from this. You're still here. So those um, those testimonies, those are strong. And it lets me know that God was in the midst of it all along. Um, nobody's exempt from going through. But uh, we are able to come out if we desire. And uh, I'm thankful that God will allow me to write this song so people can testify and agree that this song is needed. And it's going to be needed for a very long time. So do you feel like your music style changed after that experience? Um, No, I've always been a very different style singer. I think I'm a versatile singer, but I love God. Um, I have so many different sounds inside of me as far as music is concerned um, that I haven't even tapped into yet. But I I am tapping into those, those opportunities. So God is faithful. Uh, I think the message is clear. As long as you're living to appease God, nothing really else matters. Um, Everybody's going to fall. Some people may rise. uh, But at the end of the day, um, we can only be our best best selves. And so whatever that is for you, I pray that you do it. And I pray that, you know, whatever my best is for me, God allows me to have that as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... 
now I can ask you the question I wanted to ask you. So with Snowfall, um, <laughs> so you were on Snowfall. Actually, I want you to know, I was watching Snowfall, and I sat and I paused. I said, I know him. Wait a minute. I know him. Like, and I stopped, and then I went to your Instagram, and I looked at the screen, and I did that old people Just thing. like that with his eyes. Just, Just like, like that. that. Over my glasses. Now like, I'm seeing. And, and I was like, that's that's him on Snowfall. So I, I instantly DM'd you, shout you out. But I, I wanted to ask you this, because this is one thing that I felt like as someone that is that's following in acting and things like that, the church... Is so finicky when it comes down to you portraying a role that is not you. It's yeah. a role. And if people did not know, go watch Snowfall. He was in Snowfall. He was, you know, doing some snowfall. snowfall. Okay. He was he was doing some snowfall things. And um I saw I saw somebody leave a comment um telling you something, and you're like, Well, there's people that live like this all the time and I, I i respect your answer because my answer wouldn't have been so nice i'm like man why are you tripping like i don't I understand would have been speaking in tongues exactly, exactly. <laughs> silent because god would have my tongue on that one because i don't understand because a lot of people want christians to be out there and and, and witness but when you see people in these environments because they don't know who you talk to on set they don't know who you actually got to witness to that in normal situations they yeah. would have never been in that church setting to meet you so how was that experience oh my god that's a burst of answers coming out of me right now i will say first of all to answer your question it was outstanding i had just recently um um stop working at the church that I was serving at. And I went through a dark season in my life for about 60 days. And I knew that I had to come out of it because we just went through a pandemic and God blessed me. But then I come out of the pandemic and now I'm going through a 60 day period of, you know, trials and tribulation. Well, to God be the glory, snowfall was the first opportunity that I had as an actor um, coming on the scene and trying to find new work to kind of, you know, subsidize, you know, balance what I had owed in the last 60 days, just trying to catch up and everything. Cause you do fall short. Sometimes you're never going to be on the up and up. It's just a human thing. You just grow up, you do better and you be better and do what you need to do. Um, so <clears throat> I did that snowfall was my first opportunity. I was scared. <laughs> I, was, I was like, who? A drug dealer? <laughs> but I had to sit there. I remember going to churches and people in the pulpit told me personally that they cleaned money, drug money through the church. I had to sit there and listen to people that were in the pulpit talk about how they smoke or they do crack or they're alky. And that's what they like to do on a regular basis, even now. So me playing this role as a drug dealer was more realistic in more ways than others, because there's people that are gospel singers that smokes more than Snoop Dogg himself. And so for me to portray this, it's not like it's a fake story. Somebody's doing it. And I remember in Chicago, I was hanging out with some producers, friends of mine. And I said, you got this beautiful studio. How did you do it? And they said, unfortunately, we had to be a dope man. We really wanted better for our family, but our family couldn't afford it. So we sold drugs and we got this studio and now we're making it about God. There are so many situations going on out there. People are trying to survive. It has nothing to do with disobedience. Everything to do with trying to survive. And some people don't know the way that some others do to make it better for them. Everybody's not going to follow that pursuit. So I knew that this whole role was a very important one. And whoever got mad, they need to stop. 
watching TV, stop watching movies, stop. They need to stop watching TV. <laughs> just turn the whole TV off. Just throw oh, the whole TV in the trash. You're done. Unsubscribe from Hulu. Unsubscribe from Netflix. All that. Because I'm sitting there like, this don't make no sense. Why is everybody oh congratulating me? And one person is getting upset about you should never, you should think twice about this role. And da, da, da. I said, it paid my bills when I asked God to see a way for me. He saw a way. And that was the way, the truth and the light. And it paid my bills. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm here to tell you, I sold some good sugar in that package y'all saw. In case you wasn't wondering, it was good sugar packets. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> It is called. I think I'm a a sugar man. Anybody wants sugars? I got your sugar packets with you. Hey, that was sugar fall. You wasn't you wasn't a dope bill in the project. You was the candy lady. I was the candy man. Go get your candies in a white clear packet. I got I got cool cups. I got four packets of chips. No, ain't cold. I remember when my mom and dad said, y'all, we need to make a little bit more money. We need some gas money. Y'all get out there and sell these frozen ice cups. I said, frozen ice cups? Yeah, y'all going out there. We sold the them. The Kool-Aid cups. The Kool-Aid yes. cups? $5. Y'all know it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Mom, shame on you. Don't just play it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be one of the first one. Hey, you got yeah. one of them Kool-Aid cups? Absolutely. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Hey, cool somebody, somebody's mama had a store in her house, and we was it's all in it. I'm gonna tell you, I was I was in Houston. I think I was in third ward, third ward or fourth ward, one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was I was at a cousin house in the projects. And and the funny part about it, in the projects, all the, in the middle is the grass, and the, it's like Nino Brown. You know how they got the apartment complex around in the grass. So we were in there, right? And you're in the middle of the grass. You just feel like you're in jail because you just look around the apartments. And then the candy lady was the dope dude's house, too. So it was scary but exciting at the same time. So when you come knock on the door, you go, do, 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 do. He come, what you want? You're like, four uh, cool cups, uh, oh, for a dollar and some chips. And you're like, oh, yeah, mama. <laughs> they want some cool cups. What, what flavor? And she's literally right, from her right room. And one red and one orange. Whole store in the back back door. Come to the back door. Whole store. Yeah. Whole store. Yep. Entry into a candy store. Yeah. I think that we've all oh, had that experience. Oh <laughs> the days. <laughs> the days. So what is, what would you where will you say acting wise? Where where do you want to go? What is your your goal in acting? Like again, this thing I just kind of got slid into it. Um, I want to be able to um, tell a story. Um, I think the biggest picture is they say on set we're just trying to get the shot. Just let us get the shot. We're trying to get the shot. It may take an hour. It may take two years. I think that's a message from God. God just wants to see if we're going to pass the test. It may take five months. It may take five years. But whatever it is, he wants to bless us and whatever endeavors we try to do. And I think that um, if we continue down the path, a good path, he'll bless our hands tremendously. Um, I will say this. The Lord has blessed me tremendously. Um, being a part of Hollywood and working here, there's a lot of hurt people out there. There's a whole nother ministry behind the scenes, whole nother ministry, hurt people. And I'm talking about people that are sleeping in their cars and they're coming to work, trying to make do to make a living and to create an opportunity for themselves. I'm thinking I had it bad. Mm. I don't. There are people that want to kill themselves. People that are doing worse drugs than you know, what we're used to knowing, the cannabis and the alcohol and the crack, they're doing worse things than that because they're stressing out about everything. So the value of me being in that environment is to be that light, not only to tell a story in front of the screens or in front of the cameras, but to share the witness God off the scenes. And they'll bring him up 
before I bring them up, which is a joy because everybody believes in God. They just, they're just trying to make it. And so the faith that they have, most of them are in God. <laughs> and it, 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 it shocks me, but it's like, wow. Yeah. Mm hmm. What you saying all of that? I don't know. I'm not sure how you feel about it now because it seems like you like getting your good footing and all of these things with your career. But later on, going back to the mentor thing, do you see yourself as being a mentor to somebody? That's a good question. Now nah, she freezing. Brittany, that's a good question right there. What do you have to say <laughs> I about think that? God has, you know what? I, that's what I said I wanted to be. I told myself, I said, if I can't be, if I can't have a mentor, let me at least do what I need to do to help somebody else. And I think I'm living proof of what hard work and determination is. I'm a living proof of what to do and what not to do. Um, and we'll never know if we don't try. So I think everything I've done, I've been successful in, even if I haven't been as successful as people would think I should be. I at least tried. Nobody can take that away from me. And, you know, and that's the pride and joy of the glory that I speak of all the time uh, that we've been sharing about all the, all the time today. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all in it. It's all a part of the story. You know, what is the end? What is the end going to look like for you? So to answer your question, Pastor Jay, I know I always go around and about, but um, I believe that uh, it, first of all, it was prophesied to me that this was going to happen. Let's start there. And I didn't see myself coming to California at all. I was living in Texas, but it was prophesied to, and God opened up the door. Uh, my career was prophesied to, and everything that was said went into for everything that everything happened as what the prophet said. And um, yeah, now how I got here wasn't what the prophet said, but thanks be to God that he's showing me another way that I can still win and when with him, with or without music or film or family or relationship or whatever that looks like in life. So if you had to pick one genre outside gospel, what genre would you pick? Pop. Okay. Because you did say Michael Jackson in the beginning. So that makes sense. And then Whitney Houston, oh, that is pop people. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think pop is just popular music. If it comes really, really, really big, it blows up. It's just popular music. It could be country, gospel, hip-hop, R&B, reggae, whatever it is. I love all the musics, but all the musics. Why well, put an S at the end? Let me just get a feeling. Um, I love all the you feeling comfortable, you start adding S. Girl, I'm going to the Targets. I love all the musics. <laughs> I want all the musics. <laughs> Are you okay? No. Okay, anyway. I'm about to uh, eat all the chickens. <laughs> I hear that a lot. It's us. It's us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I pop. I really want to um, dive into some R&B. I want to dive into hip hop uh, and definitely country. Those are my three uh, top that I want to in, um, you know, embark upon if the Lord allows. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know what, Maurice? You look like you're ready just to sing us a little something. <laughs> you see how y'all see how that devil came up in here and just... <laughs> <laughs> we got the same color. Come on, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just sing us a little something? Why don't you just sing just something that's in your heart? Just give us give us thirty seconds. Yeah, sing us out. Sing us out. Just give us thirty if seconds. I had nothing. I got you. Oh, if I ain't got nothing, I don't even care because I, I got it with you, you. I don't know much about algebra, but I know one plus one equals two. It's me 
and you. That's all we have when the world is through. Cause God, we've got nothing without love. And God, you have enough for the both of us. Come on now, commune with me when my days are low. Hold me close. Don't let me go. Commune with me when the world's at war. Our love will heal us all. Come on, God, help me. Commune with me. Listen, listen, son. You trying to let the devil keep that voice tonight? I told you, I knew. I in my spirit. Listen, sir, you better. So, so, so. I didn't know we were going with Beyonce just there, but I, I he, just, he turned that whole Beyonce song into a whole gospel he song. Come on, look your hands in the atmosphere. I just thought about the Lord. He just watched Swarm. So right, right. Like, I was like, "Where are we going with this?" Where are we going with this? This is a noise radio. Where are we going with this? Because one plus one is is two. Amen. <laughs> good stuff. Love it. Amen. Like that it. was awesome. And one thing I want to say to Mr. Mr. Griffin, I'm going to be formal. Mr. Griffin, I'm going to get serious now. We thank you for coming on to Anointed Radio today with us and um, sharing your testimony and being the great person that you are. And one thing that we want to say that now as you've been on, you family. Yep, you cousin and them. So just want you to know anything that you have as project or anything like that, we are here to be a support and to be able to share and be that biggest cheerleader um, of whatever you're doing. <laughs> so. And I, and I know and I know you hungry, so we're going to go ahead and close it. Close this on out. So if you missed out on this great show, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we brought it through through the end. You know, people had attached filters on and adjusted lighting and and and, and, and connection issues and 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 all kind of things. That. But you guys be on the lookout next week. I'm finalizing my mix. And mastering on my full gospel. Next week, be on the lookout. He is finally he, he signed it. Hold on. See? Yeah, it was a hard delay on that. I was see, but you know what? To, next week. Next week, he said, read, like the Baptist said, read next week. Turn to your neighbor and say, next week. Here he is. Next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what you were saying? You said next week. Turn to your neighbor next week. Next week, friend, I'm going to be in Nashville. And I'm going to be finalizing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. I'm going to be finalizing my uh, mix and master of my uh new gospel album after God's own heart. So I'm happy about that. Um, I do have a pop song Yeah. He got more for y'all. Uh, he got more for y'all. He he go, he got a lot of stuff. Make sure you go. Make sure you go and and follow him on social medias, because we know that <laughs> we know that we're having technical code difficulties on this connection. So make sure you go follow him for all updates that he's having. I want everybody to know 
that if you missed it, you can definitely follow us at Anointed Radio. Follow us at LV Anointed Radio on those social media platforms, website anointedradio.com. If you want to be a blessing to the ministry and you know that we're going to Fire TV, we're trying to raise $900 to get developed in the Amazonian Fire TV world for Anointed Radio. So you could go hit us up on the cash app at anointed radio network dollar sign in front of all that good stuff. And we're on all podcast platforms except title because y'all know my phrase and we're on Roku. So with that, (laughs) so with that being said, um, what would be Mr. Maurice? What what would be some parting words um, that you would like? To say? Struggling. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> exactly. Like you know we struggling. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously.